This week's episode of the award-winning, multiple award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by Boxes. 88 Boxes by Literacy. This is this a hit now. What defines a hit? Ooh, it was on the album. That don't make it. What could be higher than this? Come on, Literacy. Because it's on the album making a hit. <laughs> it wasn't unreleased like your wig, bitch. We'll get to that don't as get, well. Don't, don't do Legacy too much. I still care. Who else does? Anyway, what do you want? What do you want? I'm still waiting on my Ivy Park box set. <laughs> oh, okay. Get to the point. Okay. And I'm wondering if my address was mixed up with um, Reese Witherspoon or Jeffree Star or some other... Ashley Graham. Undeserving bitch that got a goddamn box. Because all of them bitches didn't need boxes. Beyonce had 88 boxes and then they didn't come over my house. 88 boxes. Come on. Go on, actually. Go, no. go, go on. Go, oh, Sierra got a box pulled up to her house. Sierra and Russell pulled up in the driveway and Sierra started the camera. She saw the orange box. They coming down past the water fountain. How Sierra get one and I don't get one? Because, well, I mean, Sierra. But the valid questions is like Reese Witherspoon and Jeffree Star and some of them girls. I'm like, what? Jeffree Star? Beyonce? Who was in charge of that? Jeffrey, you know, I'm not even going down that park. Uh, Parkwood, I know you're listening. It's not too late to hook your boy up. And shout out to 88 Boxes by Lettuce. Y'all need to go listen to that song. Put that on your niggers, ain't shit. <laughs> I said the R.E.R. Wow. Okay. I'm about to get canceled. I'm so sorry that you guys <laughs> tur- tuned in for that. Um, but men suck. Put it on that playlist. That's because you ain't got no dick this week. That's what it is. Honestly, truly. Okay. It's Tuesday. Well, I am the Superman T H E E S U P A M A N. No, it's Wednesday. What day of the week is this? I ain't got none. I can't even think straight. No pause. Hmm. Hmm. And that's why you're thinking these are hits. Because <laughs> you, you ain't been hit. T H E E. What did it spell? The Superman. Oh. T H E E S U P A M A N. AKA a tight end. BKA the unbound, unbent, and unbroken Targaryen. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters and of course RonaldMatters.com. What's our icebreaker this week? Our icebreaker this week is Would you be open to getting a man unit? Yes. <laughs> I want one with your heads. <laughs> I want it to be so ridiculous. I want people to talk about me. I want people to look at me and like, wow, man units have a long way to go. In 2020? I want it to be a Tyler Perry wig, a fall from grace. <laughs> I can't even say it. I said we weren't going to do that. <laughs> I want it to be a fall from grace. That's what I, if, I you are wearing, if you're wearing dreads, it would definitely be a fall a from man grace. A man unit. If you are wearing dress, no one would believe that. They would be like, no, this he is falling. I don't sound lame. I'm left in my own joke. Oh, but, hard times. Mm. <laughs> really, really hard times. Uh, I think so. For me, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not going to be um, as foolish as dreadlocks on you. Um, but I've been seeing some more respectable male units. And I'm like, yeah. if we're normalizing wigs and women and women with good hair mm-hmm. and good long hair and all that stuff, I'm like, well, I still got hair, but I, you know, I want, I want to go back to my 21, 360 waves. Come on. 
And, um, you know, if I got to pay $45 to get the main units to do that, I might. And they got the DIY units. Um, Watch the YouTube videos. You just apply like three or four layers of glue, depending on your scalp. And then you um, put the main unit on. And then you can taper it at the house if you got it going right. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. Um, So, yeah, main unit coming to y'all probably 2021. Oh, we'll see. The beard. Okay, so. I'm not doing the beard, though. The beard man units. Woo! I think Drake got probably got one, but the beer men units are really really good. The men are going bald. They're realizing that the, that they need to accept that part, but they are spending the money on the lower half of the face. And I think so. It's progression since Homeboy on America's Next Top Model. Yeah, what was his name? I can't remember, but he was in one of those Tyler Perry productions too. If um, loving I you is that, wrong, and he was loving that man unit <laughs> wrong, and so and that's why he ain't been loved right. <laughs> That um, sound like a oh, bitch. That's some Johnny Taylor. What that? Some Al Green. Oh, he ain't been loved right. How old are you? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Johnny Taylor, Al Green. <laughs> get out your get out your grandma's records. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, our word of the day this week: W E R D is stone. As in stone butch or stone film or stone top. A person who tops partners sexually and sometimes emotionally, but are averse to sexual contact with their own genitalia. Historically, the term was used as stone butch, meaning um, butch lesbian or trans man who did not allow their body to be touched or even seen fully naked. So those people are labeled stone people. So... um, like the opposite of a pillow princess pillow princesses we talked about on this podcast before of they just want to take 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 and i don't want to do nothing i just want to lay here and be cute and get all the dick or get all the oral or get all the whatever and so this is the exact opposite of a pillow princess of someone that wants to give 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 and don't you dare look at my vagina don't you dare look at my penis because it can be very fluid it doesn't necessarily have to be um just a lesbian or just a trans man it can be the same with um more people involved in the spectrum so it doesn't necessarily be defined by just lesbians or trans men it can be anyone a part of the spectrum of just saying i just want to come in i want to fuck you don't touch me. Don't kiss me. Don't even look down there at that. And then when we done, I'm going to get up, pull my pants up, and leave. I think you know that my mind immediately, immediately who syllables, went to Anon Loads, because that's a new category on my Vista. Anonymous Loads. It yeah. sounds like, don't look, first of all, literally don't look at me. It's anonymous. Um, and then I'm going to hit you from the back, hit you on your back, on something, finish. And go where I'm going. So, is that a stone top? That can be... Or... Yeah, I guess that can be... Is it more of the dominant bottom thing? Where, like... Yeah, because that's more the bottom is power more play of the embarrassed... Of, what is it called when I'm doing that to the top? When women do that to men, it's called humiliation porn? Is uh, it more humiliation, kind of? I don't think anybody's humiliated with anonymous. Okay. Because the, the bottom characteristics is, are there, but... 
the actions are there, but the re- the way the recipient receives it is not humiliation. Yeah, because it's okay. anonymous. So how can you how can you humiliate somebody that you never see? I'm asking. It's a stone. On both top. It's a stone top. I don't know what's going on. But anonymous and anonymous porn and anonymous situations, neither of them eventually. I mean, some of them, I don't know some of them be faking. Because in 2020, I know some of them hoes is faking. I'm like, I know you You've been already, over here off Stony Brook Drive. Right, I know <laughs> I, I know you already been fucking this person forever. And sure, y'all just want to make something You've keep You've been over here off Peachtree Northeast, girl. But in real anonymous porn and, and anonymous situations, they technically don't know each other and have not seen each other's faces. Mm-hmm. So no one can be humiliated because they really don't even know who each other is. The whole point of it is the... Stone. Um, the exhilaration of something that's very risky, and I'm going to get something out of this. He's going to get something out of this. Well, I'm getting something leave. out of it, <laughs> right? Child. You may get more than what you beg for. Um, <laughs> and that's the the thrill of it, and people live by that thrill on both the top and bottom perspective of it. Ooh. So I think that's a little bit different, but can be derived the same as stone. Um, People. Give the definition one more time. Stone, as in stone butch or stone film or stone top, a person who tops partners sexually and sometimes emotionally, but are averse to sexual contact with their genitalia. Oh. So that means don't touch my dick or don't touch my pussy. I'm getting ready to do what I'm going to do to you. You're going to take it. You're going to love it. And then I'm going to leave. Don't look at me. Don't touch me. None of that. Stone. And then you probably gonna block me on Craigslist. Wow. They'll just create another profile. Oh, you know this. Do you know the kids? Um. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for supporting this ghetto ass podcast. Uh, the support for this podcast comes from the pockets of Ronald Matters and myself. Honestly. <clears throat> and um, if you would like to support this podcast, you can get over to our Patreon right now, where we have recorded new content that is up. That will not be accessible to anyone but you. It's titled "A Hero Comes Along" because we were talking about it. <laughs> Shout out to the Mariah Hive. I know they are dealing with the and loss the w- of. Um, it's no longer Christmas season, so we came back around to the Mariah with the "A Hero Comes Along." So <laughs> she's still gonna be relevant uh, even outside of Christmas, apparently. Um, so yeah, you can get that um, content over on our Patreon right now. The link will be in our description, um, and at least for a dollar a month, you can support this podcast. If you ain't got a dollar, huh? Me. Make sure that you have already subscribed to the podcast. If you are already a subscriber, make sure that you share the content with your social media communities. So. Share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, share it on OnlyFans, share it on Black People Meet, Just for share fans. It on just for fans, share it on Farmers um, Chat. <laughs> Only. Um, Why well, I know the, all the real names and you don't know the real names? Quick, like, because you've been engaged for 30 minutes, you don't know the real names. I don't know the real names. Anyway. Share it on everything that you can <laughs> because you never know if a nugget from this podcast can bless someone else. And we would greatly appreciate it. It will help grow um, the grassroots community of uh-huh. this podcast. Um, our affirmation this week is authenticity is required and desired. Be your authentic self all the time. In mixed crowds, 
or not. If your authentic self is doing the full single ladies choreo, or if it's changing a transmission Come on. for fun, then do it. Don't deny your authentic self because it might make someone else uncomfortable. If you can't authentically be yourself, then who else could you possibly be? Beyonce. No, you couldn't. The quote on Instagram is, always be yourself unless you can be Beyonce. Bitch, I, I might as well be, girl, third shift Twitter girl. And most people couldn't even be Sierra, so that's a lot to reach for. So... Don't try to be Sierra or Beyonce. Mm. Try to be authentically you. That is our affirmation this week. It's taking me a lot of places. I can tell you that. Trying to be Beyonce? No, being myself has taken me a lot of places. (laughs) I didn't always get the recognition from the people who I thought it would come from or be the places where I thought I would be. But the places that I have been, oh, oh, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Never knew love like this before, but I'm on my way. New life. New life. Hello. So, thank you for that. That's good. Um, Last week, we talked about sex etiquette during MLK weekend activities. Who did? We did. Oh. I need to listen back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, So, we're back from the holiday weekend. Mm. I hope you all have marked yourself safe on Facebook. From um, all of the weekend activities and festivities that went on. So we're gonna talk about those things. Yeah. Oh, okay. I only saw one negative one. Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe you saw more than we talked about it in the Patreon content down to the K Michelle restaurant. No, that don't count. <laughs> uh, the K Michelle restaurant don't count. Why? What's the name of it? Puffs and Petals. It don't count. Um, I only saw one negative report. Um, of somebody overdosing at um, the host hotel at the Mid Atlantic Mid Atlantic Leather weekend here in DC. Oh, here in DC, right? Oh. Um, I didn't hear any negative reports coming out of Atlanta, but it's the still- Lennox Mall shooting. The girls were in the so Zara. I don't even call that one a negative report because they they made that really dramatic, and what it really was was the cops trying to arrest somebody that was stealing shit. Oh, and then it was a shootout, and I'm like, oh, oh. that sounds like typical Atlanta shit. That could have happened any other weekend. I don't feel <laughs> honestly. Like- I don't feel like that was like no terrorists shooting up the gay mall because the gays was there. That uh, that's what that's they made why it feel DC like. Be getting the bad rap. Mm. That's what they made it feel like the first six six hours that it was going on I was like, oh, okay, well, I hope everyone's okay, blah blah. blah. You know, they locked girls down in the Zara uh-huh. and shit like that. But I was like, when the real story had come out, I was like, oh, this could have happened last Friday. What are y'all talking about? Could have happened at Perimeter Mall. Lennox wasn't exclusive. <laughs> Atlantic Station. Um. But the only report that I saw was the the one person um, overdosing on um, a drug, or maybe multiple drugs. We don't have a toxicology toxicology report yet, but someone um, overdosed on a drug uh, this weekend uh, here in DC for mm. Mid Atlantic uh, led the weekend. Uh, but for the most part, the rest of MAL went great. great as far as I could see. I saw some early videos of um, people doing things and strange things okay. and having fun. I saw some early videos of um, people having fun at MLK, and um, I saw a lot of people just being the sluts that they authentically were, and that's fine. Again, like I said in our affirmation, be your authentic self. 
So I was happy about that. Yeah. Um, I'm always I don't know about it. I don't know who the young man was that overdosed or what he overdosed on or what the circumstances are yet. Um, but uh, if I find out, then we will definitely report on it. But um, if you can't authentically be yourself, who else could you be? Um, I'll, I'll come right back to that. Um, <clears throat> speaking of MLK weekend, um, people obviously every MLK holiday and weekend want to quote Martin Luther King. Inappropriately. Inappropriately, wrong. Not not even in, in right context. All those things happen every MLK holiday. Um, and so this MLK holiday season, I'll say, since the holiday has technically passed and this will be airing tomorrow, um, I thought that we should take time to remember a pivotal person in the success of uh, Martin Luther King. Um, and... Obviously, he goes by no other no other name than Bayard Rustin, who we've talked about on this podcast before. The um, right hand man. Uh, yes, and the the notable news is that um, yesterday, a California uh, senator had announced that they wanted to posthumously award and pardon um, him from his jail sentences that happened while he was alive. Mm -hmm. So uh, 67 years ago today, um, Bayard Rustin was arrested um, for having sex with two men in the public. Uh, It was one of those. Right. And so back in those days, 1953, uh, they would arrest you for anything gay-ish, gay-adjacent, all those things. They had videos going around on how to spot, how to identify a homosexual in your community. The 1950s were trash. It was really trash. Um, so he ended up getting arrested because he got caught having public sex with two men um, and ended up having to serve 50 days in jail for having sex with two men. So does he get a dollar a day for every day he was in jail during that time or whatever the equivalent I of think that, that those I want to find dollar that amounts out. came out later. I don't think because my granddaughter wants the check. My granddaughter do want the 53 cents a day, whatever it equals out to. Thank you. But they charged him with vagrancy, um, which was a common crime, a quote unquote crime that they LOL. would charge um, anybody of the LGBT community Whenever they would catch them doing something LGBT, they were like, mm-hmm. "Oh, well, he's a vagrant. Put him in jail. Lock him up for vagrancy." Did and you then... wish he was vagrant, bitch? They also forced him to register as a sex offender. So again, um, I'm not going to go over a full history lesson of Bayard Rustin, but again, he was one of the chief um, architects of the March on Washington in 1963. And um, one of the chief architects of a lot of things that Martin Luther King did that made him prominent throughout his career to gain the attention of uh, President JFK and President um, Johnson uh, immediately after who signed in to law the Civil Civil Rights Act. Um, So arguably without this black gay man, we would not have a lot of just the civil protections though there are so many more things that we have to fight for and get 70 years later we wouldn't even have the basis of those things 
without the contributions of someone um, like Bayard Rustin. And so I think it's important that through this MLK holiday, we remember black LGBT icons that will never be a, be given a holiday like MLK. It took us a while to even get MLK, MLK to be a holiday and to be recognized as a national holiday. And I fear we're probably never going to see a, a, a Rustin day, Rustin half a day, Rustin take take leave day or anything like that. Um, but I wanted to make sure that we pointed out um, his contributions because we're talking about Martin Luther King, obviously, for this weekend and this day. But Martin Luther King could not have done what he did without the efforts and the contributions of a black LGBT person in the name of Bayard Rustin. Um, next, uh, Bayard Rustin um, repressed his homosexuality for a long time while he was on the civil rights campaign trail. <clears throat> and then um, at some point, he just figured he was just going to live out loud because the girls were going to think what the girls were going to think. And he was just going to be who he was, regardless of what they thought. Sick of it. And um, that segue me into our next topic. Um, I watched the Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix uh, this past weekend. And it trended, and a lot of people watched it, and a lot of people were talking about it. Um, but the the biggest takeaway that I have from it was his repressed homosexuality being the root cause of everything that transpired in is that his proven downfall. Or is this still an accusation? I don't no. know because I didn't make it through the whole thing. It's just proven as. Um, through the Netflix documentary, it's, as, it's, shown. it's as proven as uh, if you've ever sucked dick before. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I mean, we can't. I didn't see it. We don't have video documentary of you sucking dick, but mm, good guess. Okay. Um. So I think the problem with that is there are football fans, heterosexual, and definitely black heterosexual fans. They know he murdered somebody, but they were like, until y'all can prove it, we're still going to stand outside every day, take off work, and boycott, and so and so. Because I saw, like, in the trailer, the fans were still outside, and they were, when his car was coming around to the jail, I'm like, girl, y'all still out here? Did you take off work for this? I'm talking about the fans today. Yeah. And so the fans today that are alleging that the whole homosexuality sh- stuff is just contrived and made up and oh, hearsay and an accusation know. and all that stuff. I don't we're, know. No, we're the same we're, the same way where you were coming from of oh well, we don't know. I don't know. Somebody could say the same thing about I also me. didn't watch. I don't know and I didn't watch. So okay. I don't know. I don't know. So well, what happened during the the special was they interviewed his childhood to his high school to his college best friend. Okay. Who happened to be his lover. Okay. So this person, if he was lying, would have had to be lying for 25 years. Baby girl, that's a long lie. (laughs) Uh, There's, I had already heard this way before the documentary had even come Mm -hmm. out. I was watching the documentary because I wanted confirmation of things that I had heard and saw and was like, oh, well, that's why he did these things. Because back when it happened... 
2016. Um, around that time when it happened, um, rumblings had come out about what was really going on with him, and uh, of course, it was just amongst the girls that was saying these things. Um, but I wanted confirmation from other people and another source. Again, mm-hmm. in journalism, you want more than one source to be um, your basis of your story. And so I was happy to see somebody that was corroborating everything that had, that I had heard about what was going on with him that had been in his circle for 25 years. People that are in your circle for 25 years ain't telling the same lie about you for 25 years. Um... Did you guys what? watch the Aaron Hernandez documentary? I don't know. I, I got to watch it. Yeah. So I, what did you take from it? So I think that his repressed homosexuality pushed him to do other things. Mm. Drugs. And, yeah. Well, he was definitely. Yeah. He was, well, I don't know. He was heavily smoking weed. Again, when you watch the documentary, you will see that he okay. was popping hot on, on NFL drug tests and shit like that. And oh. they were still letting him play and stuff like that. Um, But... He's popping early, hot on the drugs. What's popping hot on the drugs? Okay. Popping hot means you pissed hot. Piping you, hot? Popping. Popping hot. Oh, okay. Word of the day. Okay. No, we already had a word of the day. Oh, this is a second word. Of the day. I learned something right there. Popping hot means I pissed in a cup, uh-huh. and then when the cup came back, I popped hot. Yeah. It was hot. Yeah. It, it wasn't. I thought that I was going to escape, but and my niacin was going to kick in, and I drank enough water, but it didn't happen. Niacin. Okay, name my baby that. That's a cute baby name. Niacin is a vitamin that people take to flush marijuana out of their system. (laughs) Anyway, um, he had been dealing with this repressed homosexuality from an early age, and then he had an abusive father uh, that was very hyper-masculine, uh, that pushed him into basketball, football, track, and baseball. He did all of these different things. You know, throughout getting his... one of them going to catch. And the football caught. I mean, he, he, he was successful. Okay. But um, the, the seed of it all was him um, discovering who he was at an early age with his young best friend, and they playing around and doing all kind of stuff and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then having to repress it because he's in all these sports. This and is you like the Whitney Houston Robin thing. It, it correlates. Wow. It very correlates. Um, yeah, it correlates. I'll just leave that there. I won't even dig deeper. I'll let y'all talk to your therapist about We need that. to watch that. I need to watch that. So you do recommend it? I recommend watching it okay. because the theme runs true throughout. And then when you see uh, his wife... Defending him no matter what, and you learn what their relationship had been since high school, it starts to put the pieces together of. She knew. She knew a lot. Okay. All right. I didn't want to watch it. I didn't. I just. I didn't want to watch the demonization. It. it a perceived demonization. But he, I don't of a think brown that- man because you know just like every season on Housewives, somebody's husband is gay, and then so for Aaron Hernandez to get caught up in the situation, a, a prominent football star, cool, he's a person of color, and then they were saying like, oh, it's because he was gay, he was doing all this. 
I didn't want to give Netflix the view. I don't want. I don't want to support those types of themes. It's not because he was gay. It was, well, you just said uh, his closeted homosexuality was the cause of a lot his of his re- the repression what of it? his homosexuality uh-huh. caused a snowballing effect of of behaviors. Uh-huh. And so when you hear him talking about other gay people in the documentary, and when you hear him talk about um, a trans woman in the documentary, you're like, huh. I've heard that before of other men that are quote unquote DL. And, and, they and, they, and they're participating, but they don't, they want other people to seem other. What is, what is your quote about don't do something in the closet unless you want to do it in public? You have a quote about that. Unless you are able to do I it can't in the rem- light. I can't remember what your quote is. Unless you're able to do it in the light. Yeah. So, um, but I should, I was just trying to not support that theme, but you're saying the theme is, it's not a, Shenanigan is the real truth. It is okay. I do believe it, and, and um, it's not hammered home in the documentary like this is what we want y'all to know. Mm-hmm. It is. I was reading the tea leaves and seeing through shit, and I was like, "Huh? Well, if his early life boyfriend is saying this, and his quote unquote wife slash beard mm-hmm. is doing these type of activities, and she." Gets real. Okay, don't give too much away. I'm don't not giving too much away. Okay. I'm not giving too much away. But she gets real. She's willing to betray her own sister for this story. Okay, line. you give it too much away. All that's right. not. That's not too much. I, I don't know. I don't know. So okay. But that that is very indicative of somebody trying to hide the beard behavior. Yeah, somebody trying to hide something to protect a check. Okay. So the Aaron Hernandez story on I gotta Netflix. Watch it. I gotta watch on it. Netflix. Okay. Um. And I know the Hotep folks, like I said, they want to cover up the homosexuality part and just be like, oh, well, he had CTE. He had CTE, which is um, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. It's a brain-related from all the concussions. Concussions, yes, Mm -hmm. encephalopathy. Um, But his behaviors started before, all these behaviors were before he even entered the NFL. Before he was even entered in the draft, he was already doing hyper-masculine, let-me-prove-myself type Yeah, especially of playing baseball, track, and football, and so on, so on, so you, re- you realize what it looks like to um, make homecoming. Be accepted. Be make accepted homecoming into... queen. Oh, no, king, sorry. Wow. <laughs> I don't even think homecoming king. Homecoming king or to make, you know, yeah. So I think we should call it queer, queer, and a spade, a spade. Well, call me back next week. I'll watch it over the weekend. The loudest homophobes be having the most homosexual tendencies. They've been proven in multiple studies. I agree. That's what I'm saying. And that's why I think that it's an interesting watch when you have time. Mm -hmm. And when you want to open your mind and look at the clues as they come along. Aaron Hernandez. um, Down to the Netflix. On Netflix. I think it's called Killing with Something. I don't know. But when you look up Aaron Hernandez, it like, was on the front page all weekend. And I was just like, "Well, I'm gonna watch this to the right." <laughs> um, <clears throat> what did they? Matter of fact, um, the circle update. There we go. When the circle finished, that was the next thing that was on my um play next, like the last episode of the. So, what do y'all think about the person who won the circle? 
I definitely took the quiz of um, who would I be in the circle, and I got Sammy. And I really feel like I liked Sammy. I like Sammy too. And um, in the little BuzzFeed notes, it was like you're not interested in a girls only Snapchat. I mean, a girls only private chat or this and this and this. You think with your own mind, you have your own ideas. And I was like, yes, that is definitely me. I feel. Um, and so shout out to Sammy. Um, but how did you feel about Antonio and? What was her name? Mercedes, when they met up in person at the reunion, they seemed to really get along. Did you see that part? Oh, I didn't see the reunion. So okay. I so, I really... What but was, Antonio is fine, so I I'm, I agree. And they both had that masculine energy, because, you know, there was really Karen, Catherine... What her real name? Karen. Karen. There was really Karen, but she had that stud energy, and Antonio had that masculine presenting energy. Um, so, I, she found a homeboy. <laughs> yeah, look at A stone. Yeah. Look at that. Um, so, but... A lot of people were saying the winner should not have won, especially given their views on social media. So, hmm. what did you? I guys don't think he should have won either. What? I just wasn't rooting for him. I was like, ugh, gross the whole time. I don't. I, you want me to spoil it? Oh, so what? And then Rebecca was revealed, and then everybody was like, uh, "That booty, Rebecca." <laughs> Rebecca was revealed, and then the girls were like. Okay, so this is Joey, this is this person, this is this, but... Who are you? And every time they had to reintroduce that it was Rebecca, but it was actually Seaburn. So, that was interesting. What did you guys think about the Circle um, ending on Netflix? Leave us comments. Tweet us at Here For A Pod. Let us know what y'all thought. Yeah, next... Um We've been talking about Monique for, I guess... It's, I feel like it's, it's been so a while. Is there an update... Yeah, the okay. update is Monique has finally got her show. Praise the Lord. And it is coming on fe- February 7th. 7th. Mm-hmm. Um, and she signed a deal with Showtime. And it is Monique and Friends live from Atlanta. The best place to broadcast from. I agree. So I guess, okay, let me start first with the good. Congratulations to her for getting this special. She said, my rate is this. Somebody agreed to pay her rate. And that's always a good thing in business. I don't think what she told Showtime is the same thing that she told <laughs> and is complaining to Netflix about. Suing Netflix about. I don't think that's... I, I really don't think that's the case. I would love to see the paperwork about it. Because <laughs> I know that when she said, oh, well, girl, Netflix should have gave me a million dollars, blah, 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 this and that. Showtime did not give her a million dollars to do this. Yeah. Because I'm looking at this... The the promo for it And in the promo is her And six other comedians I think six or five That was my thing Like Monique and Friends Girl I'm Monique Girl I gotta and share my moniker So it's an it's hour my name in like It's an hour special With five to six other comedians How much is Monique gonna be doing? Cause I mean if she's just doing the hosting duties Like Wendy Williams did When Wendy Williams went on the show And pretended to be a comedian Uh Then you proven Netflix. You proving Netflix right of you don't have what it takes to do an hour special these days. Ma'am. If you did, then you would have just done an hour special of Monique comedy and not have been doing Monique and Friends when you really need to be reviving the brand that is Monique. Yeah, because Chandelier said it's about some more. And the follow-up to that both came out on Showtime. Yeah. And those are revered comedy specials. And she did it by her goddamn (laughs) self. Yeah. 
The chandelier and me. Chandelier status and some more. That's it. That's all y'all got. And a microphone. <laughs> um. So I just I don't know what to expect. I'm going to try to find it and watch it. I don't have Showtime right now because I have HBO. No, 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 um, no, I'm like this 17.99 for a premium channel. No. I'm I'm gonna try to find a free trial or something, um, and watch it. Hopefully it'll be funny. But um, I just wanted to make sure we did that update because we have oh, we've talked about her situation. Not and getting on the jet. All those different things. Not going in the to past. Can. So I'm happy that she has this, but I have questions. So we'll see. Um, next, HIV infections plummet seventy-one wow. percent among UK um, gay and bi men due to prep. So, amen. There's literally been a positive story about the prep impact for the last month and a half. I've been reporting on different positive oh, uh, like impacts. Maryland. Uh, New York City In this country and outside of this country And then this uh, story just came out Day before yesterday And um, It just further proves The argument that I have continued to make And other um, allies and advocates have continued to make Is that um, This drug is making a positive impact In saving people's lives um, new numbers released by the Public Health England. I don't know what that's called. Big word. Show <laughs> no, it's not a big word. They just didn't. public health over in England. The public health girls over in England <laughs> show that rates have fallen by seventy one percent in the last decade amongst its demographic reports by the BBC. There were twenty eight hundred reported cases of HIV transmission in twenty twelve, compared to just. 800 in 2018 and 715 in 2020 of uh, 2019 we haven't got 2020 yeah, in the book we ain't yet. gotta live it first girl but um uh and this story is reported on advocate.com if you um need a source so um as i've talked about previously um there are detractors against the drug. There are people that are um, pretending to be sicker from the drug than they really are for interest on the internet. Um, and it is undeniable the impact that this drug has had. Do I believe that it is infallible, perfect? No. Do I believe it is changing the game and saving lives? Absolutely. And you need to be having these conversations with your doctors and your um, sexual partners. Because if it is saving this many people's lives in just this short amount of years, it is worth a conversation. Mm-hmm. At a minimum, worth mm-hmm. a conversation. Um Definitely, um, now that we have Discovery out in addition to Truvada, a lot of people are switching from Truvada to Discovery publicly on Facebook, on Twitter, on their Instagrams. Um, So you can see like in a lot of metropolitan cities like New York City, Atlanta, Dallas, Texas, Houston, um, San Francisco, a lot of people who are advocates in these communities are making sure that other people see that this is what the next move is. So even though like penicillin has had like a whole 100 year career, um, blood pressure medication has had a whole 100 year career for prep 
pre-exposure prophylaxis to HIV has done so much in less than one decade and saved so many people. And the only reason a lot of people are seroconverting because they admit that they are not taking the pill like they're supposed to. You got to take your blood pressure medicine, big mama. You got to take your prep, big daddy. Okay? And big mama. <laughs> bottom, bottom, it's a market for everything. So you got to take your prep. But as long as you're taking it, the adherence rate is really high and you will find success. So shout out to Truvada and to Discovery. Because Discovery's coming in, clearing the girls out. These kidney stones and whatever well, so, abnormalities the girls perceived that were relevant. So without going down a full rabbit hole. I was going to say, because here we go. The prep, <clears throat> the prep starts the whole... If you have been adherent to taking Truvada for a number of times, you don't have any side effects, you are um, getting your lab work done on time like you need to be doing to continue your uh, regimen of Truvada, Mm -hmm. the panel is testing for abnormalities with your kidneys and abnormalities with your bone test. Uh, bone density if there are no abnormalities you don't run risk for somebody what they are purporting of kidney failure a lot of a lot of people that are talking about oh i got kidney failure well what was your lifestyle what What was your lifestyle like outside of the truvada because you might have already been getting the kidney failure crown world apple i don't know (laughs) i'm just saying if you are getting your labs done correctly the doc will tell you, hey, listen, your your uh, creatinine number is off. Oh, big words. The, this number CMP, is off. CMP, BMP, you know, those things. Right. And so they're, they're tracking these things. And I'm not trying to get down a full rabbit hole. But a nursing rabbit if hole. You, <laughs> if, you don't, if you are taking those labs and the doctor is telling you, you're good, you all clear, and you've been taking Truvada this whole time, then you're fine. There's no reason to transition to Discovery. If your lab numbers are different or there are abnormalities, then definitely try uh, Discovery because you still want to be on prep. But there is no reason to transition from one drug to another. And we have not tested and studied Discovery as long as we have tested and and studied um, Truvada. Uh The reason why people are talking about kidney deficiencies in some places and bone density issues in some places is because we've been testing Truvada for a long fucking time. Discovery just got here. Mm -hmm. We haven't tested Discovery for as long as we've been testing Truvada. So, stay consistent with what is working for you until it's not. If it's not working for you, if you are experiencing abnormal um, lab panels, then yes, Talk to your doctor about transitioning to something else. If you're not, stay with where you are. If you have the the fear of, oh, well, you know, I heard on the internet and I just want to ask questions, then ask your doctor about what's best for you between Truvada and Discovery. And the difference may be what uh, the price is. Because the price point is different between the two depending on what what kind of insurance and what kind of access you have. Mm -hmm. Very true. But I'm glad a lot of... Um, thought leaders are comfortable enough to switch to Discovery and lead the change. 
my point was to give a shout out to those people who are comfortable enough to know that Truvada has been their girl and Descovy is now becoming their girl and they're comfortable telling other people you can do it too. And I'm just glad that there are two options because girl, there's been like multiple options for birth control for a girl more than half a decade. So, I mean, more than half a century. Ooh, the ghetto. <laughs> um, so, I'm glad we are finally getting two options for HIV prevention. So, shout out to that. I don't know how we got there, but here we are. Oh, we were talking about PrEP in the UK. Okay, yeah. Um, and, and the race being dropped. Um, next, um, shout out to Los Angeles. Los Angeles LGBT Center has opened its facility in the historic, historically black area. Um, on the heels of its 50th anniversary, the Los Angeles LGBT Center recently celebrated the grand opening of its newest facility in Lemart Park. I'm not from L.A. I don't know how to <laughs> pronounce that. Um, it's in South L.A. It's a 5,500-square-foot community space called Center South. It will include HIV testing, access to PrEP and PEP services, housing case management, mental health services, a computer lab, drop-in safe space, and more. So, um, shout out to Los Angeles for that. We need that to happen in a lot more big cities in, in the whole country and more than likely the world. Um, but um, I thought that it was a great move that they put it in a place where a lot of affected people can be impacted by its location. Amen. Um, <clears throat> the center says thanks to our coalition of four partners um, Los Angeles County uh, Central South will be a welcoming space for those who seek essential services and compassionate care so that they may thrive as healthy equal and complete members of society so uh, if nothing else this podcast is a place for us to celebrate and talk about those achievements if you are a listener in Los Angeles please go stop by um, the South Los Angeles Center, South Los Angeles Center, and um, donate, spend time, volunteer, do anything that you can to help uplift because these places and these spaces are limited and we don't get many of them. Um, last but not least, um, execute Ed Buck. Ed Buck is still in jail. Ed Buck is um, awaiting conviction. Um, Ed Buck is uh, allegedly in deteriorating health. So the Lord may do his work for us. But I am of the mind that um, a predator who has preyed on gay black men, at least two that we know of, uh, does not have any space in our community um, and does not have space on city streets. Uh, thank God he is no longer on city streets, but he no longer needs to be on the face of this planet. Uh, there is no redemption for souls like Ed Buck, and he can and should be executed. Very quickly before I go into social studies, I want to give a shout out to Manscaped. Um, they were supposed to have our show last month and they sent us the lawnmower for below the waist grooming. And I tried it without even reading the box, but after I tried it, I noticed that Good all job, the things man. that I liked. <laughs> I'm a boy. 
So I'm like, I'm oh. gonna just do it and then uh, read the box later. Um, the skin safe technology from Manscaped is definitely the first thing. It's the first thing on the box. Um, I was shaving him down there and I was so comfortable. I really, I was like, oh, it's not even as loud as like my other clippers are usually when I'm grooming. And the second thing on the box was the quiet stroke technology. I was like, oh, see, look at that. They are listening to me. Um, you like quiet strokes now? <laughs> and also I did notice uh, I, until I read the instructions, I read the instructions later, that this uh, Manscaped Lawnmower 2.0 is waterproof. I was like, what? How does that work? And so I'm glad that it is because when I finished Manscaping, LOL, I did was, I did was, I was wondering how I'm supposed to clean this. And so the instructions on the box were definitely um, helpful in figuring out how to clean the Lawnmower 2.0. After I finished its use. So shout out to Manscaped. I don't think we have a code. Do we have a code? No, not anymore. But um, shout out to Manscaped. I definitely did enjoy the Lawnmower 2.0 for below the waist grooming. Shout out to them. Moving on into social studies, I've got a lot of notes. It says, All right, go pick up, go pick up. I'm scrolling my notes. Um, Sean on Instagram Shout out to Sean Thank you for DMing here for a podcast um, The link to the study It says Are dating apps making gay men miserable? And it was discovered that um, Men usually log on for four primary reasons 48% said sex Look at that 18.9% um, said dating some were killing time, and the least frequently reason was um, looking for a sense of connection to the LGBT community. Lies. Um, around 71% of participants noted that they log in at least once a day, but many of the participants said at least two to four times a day. So if you message him at 730, he missed you back by five. According to the study, he logged in two to four times a day. And 71% of them are logging in at least once a day. Mm, what's going on? Am I miserable? Are gay men miserable because we're expecting Trey to text us back? Mm, who knows? Um, I took two studies, two quotes away from the study. The first one says, Men in the study reporting that they use gay dating apps primarily to find sexual partners reported higher levels of self-esteem and life satisfaction, as well as lower levels of loneliness when compared to men who indicated their primary use for gay dating apps was any of the other reasons unrelated to seeking a sexual partner. For example, to make friends, to find a relationship, to connect with the gay community, etc. The second quote says, if the apps are primarily designed to connect users for brief sexual encounters, then those using the app to find sex partners will likely be the most satisfied with the outcomes. On the other hand, men seeking relationships, friendships, or community may not be best served through such apps and therefore may experience frustration upon using gay dating apps which may contribute to reduced well-being. And I was like, what? So we're using Jack to find sex for right now, 
We're using Jack to find friendship. We're using Jack to find long-term relationships. And you've got to decide where a girl fits in your life. you got to decide, like, is she my right now girl or is uh, he? Or is he my forever? In the conclusion of the study um, published in, I think it was, I'm going to leave the link below because I don't even remember the name of it. Um, it did say that there are there is a need for other apps to be established where people can find the other three components that they were looking for. Subject, grinder, those types of apps. A lot of people see them as sex apps. I need a right now encounter. But in the conclusion, it also said that people who were logging on to Jack, who are logging on to Grinder, who are logging on to Scruff, and they are serious with their intention that they are looking for something long term, they did find something long term in their use of the app. So it does depend what you are using the app for. If you stated plain, I'm looking for a relationship. I'm looking for somebody to take care of. Or I'm looking for somebody to take care of me Per last week's listener letter Because she was looking for a sugar daddy And I said put it on your profile Put it on your Whatever you are using the app for Put it on your profile And stick to that Put it on parchment paper and do a spell Bitch (laughs) So um, Whatever you are using the app for As long as you state your intention on your profile And you use the app for that just because a lot of the girls are using the app to kill time and 48% of the people said that they were looking for sex, they'll know to skip you because you're not one of the girls that's just looking for sex. You're looking for something that they ain't got to give right now. They'll hit you up in, girl, next next summer. End of next summer. So, state your intentions plain on your profile and you will have better results with your encounters on these apps. So thank you again, Sean, for sending us that study. And make sure you um, check the link below for Are Dating Apps Making Gay Men Miserable? Is this Sean from Memphis? Who is Sean from Memphis? Shout out to whoever that is. But what's going on in sexual health? Don't clear your throat now. What about Sean from Memphis? You didn't clear your throat for him. I didn't. I didn't when I knew him then. I didn't. I won't now. I, <laughs> I did want now. Okay. Hopefully, you're not a listener. Hallelujah. Because uh, I feel like if he's a listener, he knows exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and I know you know who I'm talking about as well. But we'll get into that another time. <laughs> um, this week in sexual health, um, you might have done some wild shit this weekend. I prayed without getting on bending knee. Well, that's the first time you went on your knees. Um, And you don't know if you may have brought something home that you didn't leave with. Who purse is this? Oh, so you the, you that girl that was stealing watches at Lennox Mall? I picked up the wrong purse. You was the one stealing watches at Lennox Mall. Girl, it was, two, it was two purple purses. Okay. Sign of royalty. Um... I want to make sure that we covered um, access to care. If you are at home right now and you're like, ooh, I did some wild shit this weekend. Wow, wow, wow. And, you know, I was really just going to go turn up with my friends and have drinks and, you know, I might do a little twerk something at the club, but I wasn't going to. 
go home with that nigga, or I want to go y'all there to the Fridays. I want to go home, go home with them niggas, and Ooh. then I did, and then that happened, and did then you see that, that happened, was and then that happened. Bitch, he was cute though. He had tattoos. <laughs> I'm like, he had tattoos, so you saw a future. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh. I'm Lori Harvey's manager. <laughs> okay. She okay. saw a future. <laughs> she was you like, saw a future. You saw a future. Okay, cool. Um. So if you have had that kind of weekend, <laughs> and um, it's now Wednesday morning. Now that you're listening to this podcast, Amen. um, you can get over to Planned Parenthood right now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There is likely a, pra- a Planned Parenthood in your area. Um. Definitely, if you're in a metropolitan area, there are multiple. But if you, even if you're in a rural area, um, there may be one within 50 to 75 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, there are urgent care centers near you. There is an AHF wellness center near you. They all will accept any patient, including an emergency room. Now, an emergency room, I'm putting last on the list because you're going to have to wait there for a while, especially if you tell them that your chief complaint is of um, sexual nature outside of rape, then you might be one of the last people that they call back. So I put them last on my list because you might be there a while and I don't know how much time you have. But at the Planned Parenthood, at the Urgent Care Centers, at the AHF Wellness Centers, um, you will spend less time. And so in those places, you can go if you need access to post-exposure prophylaxis, which we've talked about on this show before, which is if you think that you may have come into contact with somebody or some substance that may have HIV in it, you have up to 72 hours to get post-exposure prophylaxis to prevent yourself from seroconverting and possibly becoming HIV positive. And you can Google HIV tests near me, and so. Well, and it, a lot of places that than, do HIV tests also do other STI testing. A lot of places, not all. So correct. What I'm not what I'm not talking about is there are a million places that you can go and get testing done. Mm-hmm. Testing is not going to treat. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Treatment. Yeah, because a lot of places they will give test you a you test, and, then, and then you are negative at the test because, girl, you just did something 48 hours ago, and mm-hmm. so of course your test is going to be negative. Mm-hmm. You want to get treatment ahead of time if you may have come in contact with HIV, regardless of the testing. The testing should happen regardless, but you can get testing done at all of these locations, but you can also you can also get treatment. At all these locations. Come on. If you have come in contact with HIV, HIV being the most virulent that can actually kill you, is why people are living long lives. Don't look. I look like that because I like people are living long lives with HIV diagnosis. Don't give up on them. I'm not saying that We're everyone them. with HIV is dying. I'm saying this is the one STI that has killed the most people. Okay. Okay. In context, there we go. Thank you. Um, so if that is what you are concerned about, these places are the places that you can go for treatment. You can get testing anywhere because if you get testing 24 hours after you're exposed, of course, the test is going to be negative. If you get testing 48 hours after you've been exposed, of course, the test is going to be negative. Sometimes if you get the test 72 hours, 
three weeks, yeah, three months, Yikes. six months later, blood it test still, can take up to six months. Yeah, it. That's true. Is it that's three months? I, yeah, I didn't say you didn't say that. I'm just over here thinking in my own thoughts. I'm a thought leader too. Okay. Um, Co-host alert. And so, the testing is important, but being treated ahead of time is just as important. Mm-hmm. Is is what I'm saying in these circumstances. Um, this means that people that have been tested and have been treated in case they may have come into exposure of HIV, um, it is recommended that you wait 28 days later after the treatment to test again to verify your current status. So that means I think I might have gotten in contact with HIV on, okay, today is January 21st. On January 19th, I may have did something wild, did something strange for a piece of change, blah, blah, blah. Oh, we 48 hours. We That's close. Okay. Yeah, that's within the 72 hours. Okay. Day. We covered that. Um, I've been treated. It's the 21st. And so now I have to wait 28 days later after that to be tested again to verify if the treatment that I did caught anything and if I'm still negative. <clears throat> um, you have, like we talked about, you have the seventy-two hour window to be adequately treated with PEP. If you are outside of the seventy-two hour window, there are still other treatment options, but it's not PEP at that point. But you should be under a doctor's supervision if you believe that that is the case. So if you believe that you may have been in contact with HIV and it has now been seventy-two hours since you've thought about it, did anything about it, or told anybody, you can still report to. Uh, Planned Parenthood, any urgent care center in your area or AHF Wellness Center or last but not least an ER center to figure out what your next steps are. The last and the worst step is to just stay at home and hope that nothing happened or you didn't contract anything. That is the last and the worst step. Um, you have these tools. These tools are readily available to you. You do not have to be a statistic. You do not have to be um, somebody that succumbs to something that they don't have to succumb to. That is this week's sexual health. Category is? Song for your soul. <sighs> Trade said, you break the rules. I'll break your heart. Fuck around. I'll leave you stuck. Leave you scarred. Is that what you want, baby? Don't let it go too far. I'm so tired of being faithful to you. I'm going to do you wrong, baby. I'm so tired of being faithful to you. In the full song, he talks about um, this person he's dating. They keep moving the goalposts of what success looks like. Um, They're dating, but they won't commit in any capacity. But telling me that my bus gotta be his and I can't give my bus to nobody else. Sir, uh, uh, put a ring on it. Beyonce told me in 08. Put a, a ring. Bus? Bus. Bussy. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> so shout out to Jay Howell and his new mixtape, Red Room, which features my favorites, Something About You, Deserve. And his new single, Talk, which is currently on the Billboard Adult Songs charts. But today, today, I want y'all to listen to Faithful 
by Jay Howell. H O W E L L. Um, yeah, so this song really moved me. And make sure you guys stream Faithful, stream Red Room, and shout out to Memphis. I found that out at the end of it. I was like, oh, and he from Memphis? Oh, and he was just the opening act for Genuine? I was like, oh, okay, cool. Because, you know, Genuine does the circuit tours, and he's given a, a Memphis singer the opportunity to open for him. Open for him. So I was here for that. Did you want to do circuit parties? Yeah, we need to find out. That needs to know for me. Um, this week my song for my soul is uh very new, and when I mean very new, it, it literally came out the other day. Come on, but I love the song already. Um, I'm getting more in tune with the lyrics, but this artist. Continues to knock shit out the park um, And uh, What she did here I know that she must have been high for And I know that she must have been craving some dick for <clears throat> I know you love fucking me Huh <laughs> <laughs> I felt I, it Ooh, I know you love fucking me Ooh. I can tell by the way You in love with me You can't get enough of me well, I guess it's looking like you stuck with me. Because I got you sprung off in the springtime. Fuck all of your free time. You don't need no me time. Let's you in me time. Come on. We be getting so loud. That dick make my soul smile. That dick make me so damn proud. Mm-hmm. Now lay your head down on the pillow. Turn the lights down real low. Mm-hmm. I want to say my name. Close your eyes and let your feels go. Now you're getting real close. Baby, I'm on the way. Now that I've got you right here, I won't let you down. Don't be surprised. It's just me. Don't be surprised, boy, when I bust it wide. I hypnotize you with this pussy, pussy. Now you feel like you can fly. Janae Aiko has recorded some things um, that I would like to know what her what her dispensary is giving out. There is something going on at the dispensary that Janae Aiko is picking up things from that puts her in another galaxy than the rest of us. When she's fucking these people. I don't even remember who she's even fucking right now. Like in my mind. I feel like she wrote this while she was fucking Big Sean. Because I just want to see that. Um, But. Outside of him I'm like. Who is she fucking right now that would like make her write this? I don't know. But I can feel like. She wrote this while she was fucking Big Sean. And was like I'm just going to finally put this on out there. Or maybe she. Actually. Might be fucking him again. Huh? She uh, got that tattoo covered up, but she's trying to be covered in his nut. Hello? <sighs> Glory to God, Janae Aiko. Um, <laughs> we ain't got no album, but we got another single from you. When 2088 coming back, the girls like the duet, the duo y'all had. We ain't got no album, but we got a single, and the, the single is called Pussy Fairy, in quotation marks, on the way. 
Janae Aiko is saying, I'm the pussy fairy and I'm on the way to sprinkle pussy dust all over y'all. All over you, especially you. And I'm absolutely here for it. So it's the song for my soul this week. Um, I've heard it maybe five times now. And every time I get my life because it's so good. It's so... Your busty uh, cranked. Um, <laughs> it's so... Creamy. I don't know what to call it. It's, it's a vibe. It's called creamy. No, I don't really... <laughs> That's not for the internet. Um, <laughs> I loved it. It's an amazing song. If you have not heard that song yet, check it out. Janae Aiko, Song for My Soul. Pussy Fairy. What are you here for? Um, Seven things. Eighteen things. What you got? Only one. Um, My good sister, um, Andy King. So that name sounds familiar because no, who is Andy King? I was like, who? Who was Andy King? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm gonna bring a full circle. So Andy King um, was um, one of the right hand men to the girl that got uh, put in jail for the fire festival. Oh, Andy. King. Oh, oh. See, look how it came full circle. That's look, it. Oh, it came hmm. gusher. Wow, a water spring. Mm-hmm. So Andy King um, was one of the right hand men of the organizer for the fire festival. Uh, if you watch the di- uh, documentary, documentary, yeah, um, the documentary of what had happened with the collapse of the fire festival in the Bahamas, you will know that Andy was down for the cause. Amen. Andy, we need disciples like that. <laughs> Was willing to go and suck the dick of one of the foreign ministers of the Bahamas. I don't know what it was. Of the Bahamas, no. Because the foreign minister wouldn't release... Customs. They couldn't get through customs. They had um, crates of water. Not crates. um, Barrels? Containers. Okay. Containers. Like a whole bunch of water because they were supposed to be feeding... A whole bunch of people. And And the bougie Americans was not going to be drinking Bahamas water. Uh Uh-huh. They said those ticket rates. So, um, the girls were like, "He won't clear it. He he won't won't clear clear it." The the people in Bahamas was like, "Y'all have been fucking us over this whole time. Y'all ain't paid a whole bunch of other shit. We not clearing this until some money get paid or something happens." I think it was sixty thousand. I'm not sure what the rate was, but the fire festival they tell you it's alleged. Anyway, so my good girl Andy. Andy. The whole team knows she's the gay person on the team. She got told by the main bitch that was that's indicted, McFarland, and he's in jail right now for six or eight years, something like that. But he's the one that was nefarious in the whole plan. He said he told him to go down and let me quote. Hold on, before I say shit wrong. <clears throat> he said, "You're our wonderful gay leader, and we need you to go down." To customs. Will you suck dick to fix this water problem? End quote. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what his job boss... description. Woo, this was not in there. And they'd be like, and this is the part where it's like, and other duties, and other duties. He should have read the fine print. <laughs> so this is what his boss is telling him to do during the fire festival to get this water done so they can uh, do a stunt to hopefully try to save this event. 
Andy King was like, okay, I'm going to be a team player because huh. they know I'm gay. Huh. I'm a white old gay, so you know I can do some things. Okay, shenanigan. Andy King literally drove home. This is what he said. I quote, I literally drove home, took a shower, drank some mouthwash. I got in my car to drive across the island to take one for the team, and I got to the customs office fully prepared to suck his dick. So he was going to suck dick to get this water to get back to the camp for the fire festival because they didn't have the funds. That's that's your your girl. You keep that bitch. You keep that bitch on staff, okay? So you know who kept her on staff? Evian Water. (laughs) (laughs) Brand deal alert. Brand deal alert. So the water that was holed up in customs was Evian Water. And Andy was willing to suck dick to get this Evian water out of customs to get to the people that was at the fire festival. Evian water eventually got around to everything that happened in the um, documentary, and was like, "Oh, bitch, you love us that like that? You like you gonna suck dick for Evian water? That is bitch. Come here." So they have a deal. Uh, on Andy King's uh, social media is everywhere and on uh, Evian's social media it says who's thirsty on the one year anniversary of my doc documentary documentary debut Evian Water is releasing a special bottle with a new slogan all in my honor of my infamous team spirit get that check get that check so Andy King is now sponsored by Evian Water and has his title on Evian Water bottles because he's willing to suck dick for containers of Evian Water bottles. And I have no choice but to stand. I'm absolutely here for it. I got three things. Um, give me space. Shout out to Kirk Myers and Abounding Prosperity. They are going to open their Hope Health and Wellness Center on National Black HIV and AIDS Awareness Day. It is a um, community pharmacy. And on the other side with the um, Wellness Center, they're going to be offering everything that they've already offered with um, Abounding Prosperity. So shout out to Kirk Myers and the whole team down there. Um, shout out to everybody. Yeah, because y'all deserve it. Dallas, Texas, shout out to y'all. Make sure you go down there and check out Abounding Prosperity in the new Wellness Center. The second thing is... mm, Notes, notes, notes. Monique Hart addressed dealing with racism in the Drag Race fan base this week in her interview on Hey Queen. I saw that. Um, Johnny McGovern brought up, of course... There's a black queen on the couch. The most legendary black queen is the vixen for calling out race. And so, um, Monique Hart responded, even though white people loved her in season 10, she immediately became a monkey and she deserved to die. Baboon. Um, oh, those types of things. Um, on All Stars 4, when she said... Based on merit, that Valentina deserved to go home. The white people live for Valentina. Her vanilla French fantasy or whatever, French vanilla fantasy, they see that she's living in a fantasy and they live in a fantasy with her. And so for this Negro queen to be out here saying, well, like, girl, based on merit, she won, she lost, she lost, she lost, she won. So based on that, Valentina should go home. No matter how good she is for TV, 
all of a sudden, Monique Hart is a baboon and deserves to die. So, um, Monique said, quote, Why you were conditioned to hate people who look like me has nothing to do with me. End quote. Put that on a t-shirt and sell it. I'm absolutely here for it. Oh, Lord. My last thing is the New York Times editorial board, which is different from the New York Times newsroom board. So it's the editorial girls over here. It's the real news girls over there. The New York Times editorial board has decided to endorse two presidential candidates. Um, the board said that Amy Klobuchar is experienced and can join the party, whereas Elizabeth Warren is a fierce policymaker and is great at explaining her ideas. Uh, I was like, okay, I can see it. You know, uh, I'm here for it. Um, and then Michael Moore, who's a famed documentarian. Oh, syllables. Michael Moore, who's made Fahrenheit 911, and then Direct he made the remix of that. And, you know, he was asked about his opinion, and even though he is a fierce Bernie Sanders supporter, he, too, endorsed the idea of having two women. Nominate a woman for president, nominate a woman for vice president, boss to the wall. Female power. The last time we um, nominated a female president, she got more of the popular vote than um, this current president did. And with all this female power and the pink kitten hats, maybe we'll, there will be more people attending the inauguration than the last inauguration. And I could be here for that. So, um, in closing, no matter who we pick for our um, choice for presidential candidate, we have to make sure that we remember they appoint judges and all types of jobs. And a lot of these jobs are lifetime appointments. So make sure you stand clear and you like this person's ideas, their thought processes. And even if you don't like 100% of all the things they talk about, it's either Trump or the other person. So make sure you're doing your best to be clear and educated, but also understand, girl, Trump ideal set and his mindset and who he gonna nominate or what else we got to give because I think two women could be cute. I like that we're exploring the ideals, no um, lesbiana but I'm here for it. <clears throat> well, we have come to um, our tried and true favorite part of the podcast. It is time for our last call. Uh, if you are new here, it is where we pour a shot. If you are at work, only do um, Evian water, Evian water, uh, <laughs> coffee or hot chocolate. Do not have us getting you fired. Uh, if you are not at work, please pour yourself a shot. It is time for our last call. Woo! Tequila, Jose Cuervo Tradicional. My last call goes to differently abled blogger Josh Galassi, who posted on Queercy.com this week, five tips for talking to disabled persons on dating apps. Um, some of the things he said was, don't make your questions mainly about the person's disability. Because if somebody asks you, why you bottom all the time? Why you like the bottom all the time? Why you bottom so much? Why, why are you such a bottom? Why are you lying about being a bottom? 
That's not pointed. That's not like. <laughs> so don't make it about the person's disability. That's your disability? <laughs> no, that's my strength. Hello? Okay. I'm the Kim Kardashian. Um, oh, that was me, y'all. Don't expect a disabled person to tell you up front about their disability, especially given how superficial um, dating apps can be. And lastly, um, Josh Galassi says, give disabled people a chance. Give disabled people a chance. That's my last call this week. <clears throat> my last call is to... Um the U.S. Navy. Uh, many of you know that I had a career in the Army for 12 years. The, <clears throat> the, the biggest and the who? The biggest and the best. Um, but I am willing to acknowledge uh, our peers when they do amazing things. So uh, my last call is to the U.S. Navy for naming an, an aircraft carrier in honor of an African-American for the first time in history, this MLK weekend. Um, and it could not have gone to a more notable seaman. Um, uh, this seaman is named Doris Miller, which is now uh, the name of the next air, uh, aircraft carrier coming out of the Navy. Um, Doris Miller was an African-American enlisted man uh, who during the attack on Pearl Harbor took up many jobs. He was originally a cook, and um, during the attack on Pearl Harbor, he ended up manning an anti-aircraft gun and shooting down planes. He ended up, uh, after he did that, carrying um, injured and dead uh, seamen to... Uh, the infirmaries and to care and to getting off the boats and things like that. Um, and then he went on to serve in other ships during wartime where he was um, at the end of his career killed, uh, killed in action. Um, but so many times the story of uh, African-American enlisted heroes goes unsung. And thankfully this weekend, the story of Doris Miller is not unsung. He will forever be in the history of the United States military. So to put in context, naming a, a, a an aircraft carrier is not like naming a street. So you know how they'll name a street MLK Boulevard and put it in the most ghetto hood is fucking place and be like, oh, what is MLK Boulevard? Are you niggas happy about that? Naming the aircraft carrier is typically reserved for presidents of the United States. The last 10 aircraft carriers that were named in the United States, like these are extremely huge, large Navy ships that carry planes. They're pivotal to our success across the world. They have named them George W. Bush, um, JFK, Dwight D. Eisenhower, um, Harry S. True, not yet. He oh. just left. Hold on. Okay. Let us get past this Trump shit. I don't and then get they go, Hold on. Hold on. Let's get past this Trump shit first. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, but they named them after presidents, people that were president of the United States of America. Mm -hmm. There are no ships named after black men in the whole fleet of the so Navy. So Obama didn't get, wow. Calm down. <laughs> 
Wait, niggas. Wait. <laughs> we thought Obama, Obama deserves. He more than likely will be named one. Okay. He just left the presidency three and a half years ago. Okay. Calm down. This man died in Pearl Harbor. You see, we just now got around to him. That's well, what, close after Pearl Harbor. But that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um. And the other other off uh, other ships are typically named after uh, commissioned officers because that's how the military works. The commissioned officers work first, um, or someone that was a secretary of the navy or secretary of the army that appropriated money and stuff like that bought their way into um, a ship's name. Those type of people get their their names on aircraft carriers, not someone that was enlisted. Not someone that was black. We go unsung in the whole of military history. So if you can think about someone that made literally $5 a day in the middle of wartime. Made just enough money to send back home to whoever he had back at home for them to, you know, survive. That's it. That's it. Literally. He is now a name on an aircraft carrier. Along with George W. Bush. Along with JFK. Along That's with why Harry I was like, George Trump. W. Bush, he is fast. Well, he did because <laughs> wartime. He... That's, well, a, that's, all like that's that. another story okay. for another Well, shout day. out to our homeboy. Doris Miller. Um, And so he's my last call this week. Um, I'm excited. I can't wait to see what it looks like. Um, there are no other ones in the fleet, and I hope that they do it justice. It is my last call this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to Here For It Podcast. Check out our merch, hereforitshop.com. Check out hereforitlive.com, and check out hereforitpod.com. Um, donors, thank you so much for supporting our podcast patreon.com forward slash here for a pod my name is ronald matters follow me on the internet at ronald matters and of course ronaldmatters.com baby i am the superman t-h-e-e-s-u-p-a-m-a-n um remember to take your truvada or your discovery whatever you gonna take the revolution will be televised